Well, hello there, Clashers. How is everybody doing on this fine day? My name is Catfish, and I want to welcome you to the Clashing in Traffic podcast. Why don't y'all hop on in and buckle up? It's time to go play in some traffic. Folks, I don't know if you've noticed this, but it is the end of an era. The end is here. I can't believe it has happened. Now, what what am I talking about? And this isn't some sort of clickbait thing, because it's I'm not even going to mention this in the title, but it is now the end of my intro. Guys, I started this podcast March 17th of 2021. And as I recorded that first episode, I was standing in my driveway, right? I started this thing kind of as a, not quite a joke, but just kind of a meme almost. My friends, uh, Proverbs 31 and Tribe of Judah had been doing a Clash of Clans podcast, Clash on the Potty, right? They've been clanmates of mine for many, many years. They had been fans of the old Clash podcast. Tribe listened to the old Clash Files podcast way back in the day before they stopped putting stuff out. I myself, I, I'm going to be honest here. I had never really been a fan of podcasts. I had never really sat down and listened to a bunch of them until my friends started one. And I thought, okay, well, I got to support my friends. I'm going to start listening. And and let me tell you, um, yeah, I, I have become addicted to them. I'm, I'm sure that anybody that's listening to this right now completely understands that because there is no way you would be listening to a dude sitting in his car rambling about Clash of Clans unless you were absolutely addicted to podcasts. That's just the way it is. I heard my friends doing it. And then another clanmate, Dynamite, he started to do a podcast. And then another former clanmate, Drake, he started doing a podcast. He's been all over the place in a bunch of different of the of the podcast clans. And another clanmate, Marshman, he did a podcast for a little bit. And I was like, okay, you know, it's the joke now. Everybody that's in the clan has to do a podcast. So I had some free time. And I realized I've got this long commute to and from work. And I tend to talk to myself in the car anyway. I, if I'm not listening to music or listening to talk radio, I'll sit there and, and talk to myself. And it's usually going to be me like going over how I perhaps should have presented something or, or whatever, preparing for a presentation. I'd sit there and talk to myself. I know none of you guys ever do that. You never talk to yourself in the car, right? But that's what I do. And I thought, why don't I put that to good use and I'll record it and see what it sounds like. And it sounded terrible. And I thought, you know what? Who cares? Let's put it up there and see if anybody listens. Again, I said it was mostly just going to be, it's kind of a meme, kind of a joke. Well, as I downloaded the app, because I heard Proverbs 31 and their intro used to talk about how to use Anchor, to download Anchor app. And it was easy and that anybody could do it. If they could do it, anybody could do it. And so I did just that. And I was standing there and I, I'm, I'm setting it up. I'm literally standing in my driveway or on my front stoop, downloaded this thing and was going to set up my podcast. And I see this little thing about, okay, now you can record this little intro sponsored segment through Anchor. They'll, they'll sponsor you for the first little bit. And we'll get to what that means being sponsored in just a moment. But I thought, okay, let me do this. And I recorded an, an intro as I walked from my front door to my car and then started my car. And then I listened to it and realized you could hear me breathing as I was doing this. I just kept my ear pods in, my ear, my, my earbuds in and recording it. And I thought, I sound like a fat dude running after a Twinkie on this intro. Let's erase that. Let's not be walking. And I'm going to record another one. 
So you guys who have been listening for the past, oh, 14, 15 months now, you know what that intro is. And it wasn't on this episode. That intro I recorded, and I mentioned that I'm recording my first ever episode in four, oh, 50, what, eight episodes in. It said it was my first ever episode of Clashing in Traffic. Well, just because what happened as I was recording, I thought was awesome. I'm standing there next to my car in my driveway. I'm recording this little intro talking about how easy Anchor is to use, and you can do it yourself. You can do it from your phone, your computer, and... As I'm talking about getting into my car to record this thing and fighting traffic, an ambulance goes blazing past. Guys, that was not a sound effect. That happened on the second take of me recording an intro for a sponsored segment. (laughs) And I just had to leave it. I couldn't record over that. I thought it was brilliant. That's just the way that traffic goes, right? Part of what 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 I'm doing here is fighting traffic, trying to get to or from work every every week. And talking about Clash while doing it, and then as I'm recording that little intro thing, this ambulance goes flying past, sirens blazing, and it made it into the into the episode, not the episode, into the little intro segment, and I just had to leave it. Well, Anchor will only sponsor you for so long, and it wasn't all that long ago that Proverbs 31 was talking about how their intro disappeared and they were no longer being sponsored by Anchor, and my my time has come. They are no longer sponsoring me. So look out, all gloves, I'm taking the gloves off. Um, oh wait, no, they weren't really, they weren't making me being unable to say anything at all. They had absolutely no input whatsoever in anything. Now, what does that mean? Guys, getting into podcasting is definitely not about the money. I I have never, I've never claimed any money. I've never set up the payment information through Anchor. So I still have a balance that's sitting on my Anchor account. And guys, I don't know. I don't know what the other podcasters that that have any sponsorships feel about the numbers that I'm about to tell you. But here, this is going to be full transparency from Catfish right now. I've been doing this for about 15 months. For 57 or 58 episodes, I had this sponsored segment. Okay, now that sponsored segment through that that entire time that it was there, I have a grand total of $52.50 sitting on my account, guys. Now, let us let me think about this for a second. 58 or so episodes. Each is about 45 minutes in length, so there's 45 minutes of recording time. I put in about that much or more, some weeks more, in prep time. You guys can tell I do very little editing. The folks over at Pineapples and Thorns and over at Married to Clash, you guys have some awesome editors that go in and get rid of all the little blips and bops and ums and ahs and all that fun stuff. I, d- I don't have that. It's just me, stream of consciousness, talking to you while I'm driving a car. And y- you get everything that I hear, and that- that's what you get. So there's not a whole lot of editing that gets involved. But there is a little bit, little bit of prep work as I write down everything onto a, a, into a notebook. And I have to use a Sharpie so that it is big enough for me to see and just glance at a couple little bullet notes as I'm driving. And guys, not only is it an end of an arrow as far as my sponsored segment, but I've actually just filled up my first notebook because of how how big I have to write so that I can read it quickly while I'm driving a car. So if we take all that into account, guys, I mean, we're talking, we're talking 45 minutes at 58 episodes plus prep time, 
I mean, it's over a hundred hours. Probably it's probably closer to 200 hours worth of work, but let's just say a hundred hours worth of work at, at $52 and 50 cents guys. I have made like 50 cents an hour on this podcast. So I, this is a get rich quick scheme. Oh, sorry. Wrong word. Extremely, extremely slow scheme that you all should just jump on board and do it now. Get in while the getting is good and start recording your own podcast. <laughs> now, what am I going to do with this? I said from the very beginning, when I talked about the little sponsored segment, I was going to use anything that I was able to claim from Anchor, anything I was able to use uh, from this little bit of a sponsorship. And I'm going to put it back into the community. Now, that leads us right into what last week's episode was about. So we're going to get to that in just a moment. Now, the question is, what should I do for an intro? What you guys usually hear is my little sponsored segment intro. And then you hear me literally, I, I, I get into my car. I, I turn my key one notch, plug my phone in, fire up the Anchor app. I found that if I do it out of that order, that Anchor stops recording. So I get in, turn the key one notch, and start recording. So that as soon as it starts recording, you're, and I have my door open too, so that you can you can hear some other things. But you hear the beeping of my car because it's saying, hey, knucklehead, you got your door open and the key's in the ignition. And then I turn that second click, and that's when it starts beeping a little bit faster. I crank the engine so that you can hear... The, the gerbils that power my car, you know, wake up and, and say, hey, man, we need some coffee before we get moving. I shut the door. I put on my seatbelt. Those are the things you're hearing as an intro. You're just hearing the sounds around me that my AirPods pick up. So should I just leave that as my intro? Or should I try to come up with some other intro? I, I don't know. I'm not sure what to do. Let me t- Let me know what you guys think. If I should try to get something that sounds a little bit more professional. Or... We're just going to leave it as this nice, natural sound that it is, and we'll just deal with it. Now, speaking of intros, Reddit Talks Clash has been asking for help with an intro. They just start talking because they're doing the Reddit Live thing, right? So if you listen to them live when they're recording on Reddit, you just get as they they fire things up, which is kind of cool. I've been there a couple times to listen to the live recordings, uh, in particular one a couple weeks ago where where it was just Rick at the end that was fantastic. Rick's my favorite. But they are asking for an intro. So if anybody has any, you know, anybody that might be able to hook them up with a really cool sounding intro, Rick has said that they have a a Supercell code that he can give out so that you can get some Supercell merch. That's kind of cool. So if you come up with a good intro for the Reddit Talks Clash podcast, you might be able to get yourself some Supercell merch. And then I remembered Tip Dog. Clash Tips podcast. He's got some cool intros. And I heard him say that it was a friend of his that helped him get an intro for his podcast. So, Tip, if you're listening, do you think maybe you could talk to your buddy and hook up Reddit Socks Clash with a really cool intro? I'm thinking here, now just listen to me for a second. Roll with this. I think they should take inspiration for the intro to Reddit Talks Clash from maybe like the Benny Hill theme song. I, I think that would be brilliant. I think that would be, that would fit, especially if they leave Rick alone with whiskey and an open microphone. The Benny Hill theme song would just be perfect for what's going on. And it kind of fits with some of what's going on in the, in the Reddit community. Man, there's some weird stuff going on in there. I have said it from the get-go. Reddit is weird. I love it. There's some great resources there, but man, Reddit can be weird sometimes. So, tip, hook up with with, with Rick, 
get your buddy to get some sort of Benny Hill theme inspired music put together for Reddit Talks Clash. Maybe you can get yourself one of those coveted baby dragon plushies. No, I don't know that that's, that's not what it is. The coveted baby dragon plushies, I think, are all gone. I'm pretty sure Rick said it's a statue. But anyway... I said that I was going to put some of this stuff from my Anchor sponsorship back into the community, and it's now time to uh, to put my money where my mouth is, because I, I mentioned last week my COC, my Clash of Clans Community Unity event, uh, challenge, whatever we, we want to call it on, on Twitter. I was tired of seeing all the negativity and toxicity on Twitter and said, let's do something that can help out the community, that can show a positive light on some of the things that are going on within the Clash of Clans community there. And man, let me tell you, it has been so fun to sit back and watch what has happened with that. I I put my post up there. The first one was three or four tweets. And here's how dumb Catfish is, right? My very first tweet about COC Community Unity, which was supposed to be the announcement tweet that's going to be the one at the bottom. If you search for that hashtag or click or tap on that hashtag on Twitter, this was supposed to be the very first one that would show what it's supposed to be about. Yeah, I totally had a typo in the hashtag. Come on, man. So now it doesn't, it, that one doesn't show up in as, as the first post with that hashtag. I looked, there was no other posts on Twitter with that hashtag. So mine were supposed to be the first, it was supposed to be this epic thing. And I spelled the hashtag wrong in the very first post. Whatever, doesn't matter. It still got out there. And let me tell you, within minutes, within minutes of that going live, I published the episode and then I sat down to figure out what I wanted to say on Twitter, tagged my very first thank you, and that was that was out to Miss P. We're going to talk about her a little bit more in a moment. But I, I put out my very first tweet or set of tweets with that, and it was just a mere few minutes later that I had the first other tweet using that hashtag, and that was from HeroKilla. HeroKilla jumped on board right away. Uh, so thank you, brother, for, for seeing that and getting involved in that. He, he was shouting out Tip for some of the good things that Tip Dog has done. And then Miss P jumped on board. And let me tell you, Miss P jumped in both feet, cannonball in the deep end, just on board with this. She has, I don't know if it's been every day. Some days it's been twice a day. But she, let's see, Miss P has shouted out Queen JJB, Morgan, Clash with Ash, Tribe of Judah, Proverbs 31, Peter, Peter again, BB the Beast. You know what? I might even be missing something, but SP is has jumped in and is and is all on board with it. I love it. She gave me a shout out in her podcast. So thank you for getting involved in all of that. It has been so fun to see what's going on there. So Hero Killer started off by shouting out Tip. Tip then jumps in and he tags all the podcast hosts. And Proverbs 31 shouts out a couple podcast hosts, Miss um, P and then our buddy Klaus and Clash Living. Clash Living, you had a brilliant one, man. I had, he he shouted out Bad Stag for some of the stuff that Bad Stag has been doing. He, he's been listening to the Clash Living podcast. There's been a lot of, a lot of good stuff going on back and forth on Twitter with them and also on Twitch because Clash Living has been streaming on Twitch and Bad Stag hooked up with him there. Bad Stag's buddies with McKenzie. There's like this whole, like you start peeling back the onion and you, 
you get all these different layers of people and they're all connected. The Clash of Clans community just seems to be getting so small as we find out, oh, so-and-so is friends with so-and-so and they know so-and-so and it's it's just been neat seeing all this happen. Bad Stag Gaming was on my list of people to shout out as part of the COC community unity. A few weeks ago, Bad Stag started, he had his own thing that was on Twitter and he's been posting videos on YouTube about celebrate your clan mate. He put a thing out that said, does anybody have a clan mate that's awesome, that does cool things, that you'd like to say a thank you to? Send me some information and he will dedicate an episode of one of, or de- dedicate one of his YouTube videos to your clan mate. He's done four of them so far. Man, he beat me to it. He, his thing came first. It was before the COC Community Unity effort that I've started. Bad Stag was already doing this and it fits perfectly in with what I have been trying to do and I love it. So major shout outs to Bad Stag Gaming for that. And thank you, Clash Living, for seeing him doing that and seeing the things that he's been doing and getting on board with this Clash of Clans community unity thing. And then Peter jumped in too and sent out a tweet with that hashtag. Now guys, I'm still waiting for the first, the, before I say that, does anybody notice anything in common with all of these people who have tweeted with that hashtag? There have been several people who have replied to tweets that I've put out, that Miss P, that, that, that several of the other folks have put out. There's been a lot of people that have replied to them and thanked additional people, uh, including Kat. Uh, I shouted her out on my tweets, and then she tagged a bunch of the people that are doing things with her. But there's... There's something in common with everybody who has actually used the hashtag so far. So we've got Hero Killer, Miss P, Proverbs 31, Clash Tips, Clash Living, and Peter. Well, those are all podcast hosts. Well, that, that leads me to, to believe what I said earlier about podcasts being addictive. Everybody who listens to them eventually just puts out their own podcast also. So that that's what we're doing here, right? But I... I'm waiting for that first person who is not a podcast host to catch on to what we're doing and put out some tweets thanking somebody with this hashtag. And I've got some things planned. I'm going to, I'm going to randomize some stuff, but this little bit of a sponsorship money that I've had come in, the very first thing I'm going to do with it is we're going to randomly pick somebody later who has gotten involved with this community event that I'm doing. You've got to use that hashtag when you tweet it. You don't have to tag me. You don't have to promote my podcast or promote my Twitter account. That's not what this is about. I want you to just find somebody, anybody. It can be a clan mate. It can be somebody that you have seen on Twitter or out in the social medias. It can be a content creator, whoever. Just find anybody Thank them for something they have done and use the hashtag COC community unity. And I'm going to pick somebody eventually and we're going to, we're going to give them a gold pass. That's what's going to happen here. And all of that's going to be coming from the funds that I have got from doing this podcast. So that 50 cents an hour, more like probably 35 cents an hour that I have been earning with this hard work of talking and yammering on while I'm driving is going to go right back to you guys. So that's, that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for that first non-podcast host that doesn't mean that the podcast hosts aren't eligible to win but i want to i want to wait until i can find some people who aren't directly tied to podcasts that get on board with this thing so let's continue doing this i'm going to keep i'm going to try to keep doing these things every day i've still got a, a short list of people who i'm going to be shouting out there on twitter if um 
if you're not on Twitter, well, I'll still shout you out. But the, the whole point was I saw a bunch of negativity on Twitter and I wanted to fix that. So that's what we are going to be doing for the next, oh, I don't know, next couple weeks, I'm going to keep this thing going. We'll see how, how big we can get it, see how fun, how much fun we can have with it. So thank you to those who got involved and have jumped on board, and I'm looking forward to it getting even bigger from here. Now, I've been rambling for 20 minutes, and we haven't even really talked about Clash of Clans, have we? Well, we kind of have. We kind of have. So what do we have going on in Clash of Clans? It's uh, CWL time, guys, and we are Knights of Zion. We're, we're doing okay. We're sitting there in Champs 3, and it looks to me like that's probably where we are going to stay. We're about halfway done. Uh, again, we ended up spinning late uh, because we didn't get everybody where they were supposed to be on the first, so we had to spin on the second. We got a lot of people. It is now after school time. A lot of college folks that are traveling uh, because they're done with school. A lot of kids that were in high school that have graduated and now going off to do things. We, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to my man, Pekka. In, uh, he's in Eden's Edge. He's part of our, our family, one of our recruiters. He is He just graduated from high school and is getting ready to go off and join the Marine Corps. So thank you for volunteering to go off and help defend our country. Even if you did choose the wrong service, brother, um, it's, you should have gone in the Army. But thank you for, for at least going out there and fighting for us. So he's going to be out of the pocket for a while. We've got just a little bit of time left with him. He's getting ready to, to head off and be gone for several months. And we're looking forward to when he is done with training and is able to get back into Clash of Clans. And he's uh, been a great guy to have around. So can't wait to get you back into the clan and, and actively doing stuff with us again, Becca. Thanks for all you do, brother. But anyway, CWL. Uh, we're doing okay in Knights of Zion. We, we've got a little bit different of a lineup this month. We've got a few folks that were out traveling, so they're not in. We've got a, a couple new trialists that have come in, so they got they got thrown right into the deep end in uh, the Champions 3 clan instead of just sending them down to Eden's Edge to, to fight down there. Eden's Edge is... What's Eden's Edge at? Master, Master 3 is where they're sitting. So we're doing okay in Knights of Zion, middle of the pack. After the first day, it looked, I thought we might actually have the potential for being in the top two or three. And then we ran into the one star monster and we've had a couple, couple missed attacks uh, because of all of the busyness and all the traveling and whatnot. So it looks like we're going to, and I think everybody else, all the other clans who are in our, our league right now, it looks like they might have the same thing going on. Cause we've got a couple clans that look like they got bit by the one star monster. There's been a, a couple clans who have only, only got in like 14 attacks and then there's one clan that i think the highest town hall in their their roster is like a town hall 12 uh they're clearly just trying to throw uh, i think through where we what did we finish day three or day four i think they have like four stars total throughout the whole week so they're clearly trying to throw so at least that's that's one clan we don't have to worry about beating uh, most of the clans have all put up perfect wars against them so hopefully we will be able to do the same thing with Knights of Zion when we go ahead and face them uh, we face them either day six or day seven but that'll be towards the end of the week and we should be able to finish I think we're probably going to finish fourth or fifth we'll see how we how we finish things out but that gives us a chance to, to let some of the trialists who are in there get in do some practice show us what they're made of and I look forward to, to welcoming those guys in officially if they all can pass their trials very soon. 
Now, down in Eden's Edge. I've got my Town Hall 12 in Eden's Edge. And there was a, a hilarious chain of events that went on. And that being that first, the first thing that happened that I saw, now this isn't the order it actually happened in, but this is the order in which I saw things happen. We had a bunch, we got a bunch of new Town Hall 12s that are, they're trialists. And some of them were complaining about, oh, how am I supposed to do my trials when it's CWL and there's not Town Hall 12s to attack and Town Hall, new Town Hall 12s that we, we ask the trialists when they come in, pick the toughest base that you think you can triple. And we want you to pick one that's a, you know, relatively the same weight as you. It doesn't matter if it's in the same position on the war map. We want you to attack one that looks about the same strength as you so that you can show off how well you do against your own war weight, right? And we had a couple of them that, that chose, okay, they're my Town Hall 12 and they're, they're choosing these super rushed low Town Hall 12. And we're like, no, no, guys, guys, look, don't go for the rushed ones. We've got a butt. We have a bunch of Town Hall 11s this week. I don't know why. I don't know why we have a bunch of Town Hall 11s that are having to fill up our roster. Probably because there's a bunch of people who are traveling and opted out of CWL this month. So we've got like four or five 11s on the bottom of the roster in Masters 3. Yeah, what are we doing there? We're still kind of holding our own, but we've got all these 11s at the bottom. So I'm telling the 12s, don't attack the baby 12s. Don't attack the rush 12s. Leave those for the 11s so that the 11s have something that they can triple. And then some folks are complaining. They're not doing so well. They're like, oh, well, I had to go up against this Max Town Hall 12, and I only got a, a two-star. We had a couple one-star attacks, and people are putting up their little excuses. Well, they took all of the Town Hall 12s before I went in there. And I'm looking over the bases. I'm like, all right, I got to take on a Town Hall 13. So let's look this town all 13 over. We're going to come up with a plan, and that plan is, let's see, what does Catfish do with his mini account almost always because he never plans. He just looks at the base, figures out what he can zap out, and does it. That's right, Zap Witch. That's all I've been using for how long have I been doing this podcast? That's what my mini account has almost, and that's what it's always done because it's the easiest thing for me to do. Every once in a while, I'll switch over and maybe do an e-drag attack because if I've really got a reach, then, then e-drags can sometimes be a little bit more consistent with the two stars. And I actually switched it up a little bit, but that's going to be for the end of this segment because that's part of the, the most hilarious part of this whole story. So I got I have to attack a Town Hall 13. I have my Town Hall 12. It's not a max down all 12. My heroes, I don't even know. My heroes are, are not near max, especially my warden. He's got quite a ways to go. But I go ahead and pop. I go ahead and pop a hero boost so that I get that plus five. I don't have to pop an army boost because my my zap witch army I've already finished in the lab because that's the most that's the thing I use the most, right? Now I typically take a rage when I do my zap witch when I'm doing 12v12. Well, I'm doing 12v13, so it takes an extra set of zaps to take out those level 7 Inferno Towers, so I have to drop the Rage. So it's all zaps, quakes, and one poison spell. All right, we're going to do this. I kind of took a little bit of a risk in that I'm sending the Log Launcher right at the Eagle, and I have a ways to go to be able to get to the Town Hall. And I, I kind of figured that it was going to be too far that my log launcher wasn't actually going to make it all the way to the town hall. If I thought it was going to, I would have put like some sneaky gobs in the log launcher just so that they would make sure that they took down that town hall quickly. 
But I knew that the log washer wasn't going to go. I usually will take like a Yeti bomb in the Town Hall 12 equivalent of the Yeti bomb is, is uh, just some Yetis. And uh, what's, what's the extra space there for? So I'll typically put either some goblins or one goblin, one sneaky gob, and then two Yetis. Well, I switched it up because I know my, my log launcher is not going to quite make it. And I put an ice golem and some other stuff. I don't even remember. I wanted the ice golem in there so that there would be something to freeze up things in the middle. Log launcher died early, didn't make it to the town hall. And I'm thinking, uh-oh, I'm going to end up with a one star. All right, well, you know, I knew I was taking a little bit of a gamble going in this way, but let's see what we can do. Thankfully, I saved like two witches. I usually spread the whole line of witches down, but I saved just a couple. And I waited for everything to get through the base. And it was like one of those, not quite box bases, but you know, the, the town hall was in one corner. The, the, the inferno towers are all spread out. The eagle was, eagle was actually central. Uh, no, the eagle was up on the, the, the top, the top corner, town hall on the bottom. And the inferno was kind of spread evenly. Uh, one of them in the middle, two on the other, the other corners. Regardless, I send in the king to go after the eagle, and I've got my my warden and my archer queen that are coming in behind a line of, of witches, coming in between the three, uh, between noon and three, right? So, saved a couple witches for the outside, let everything start to go through, and then I drop these witches to funnel um, between three and six to get everything inside. Log launcher dies early. I don't think everything's going to get there, but the stinking ice golem did exactly what it was supposed to. It stepped right up into the middle of everything. It died. Throw stuff that was about to start targeting my witches so that the witches and the skellies could take it out. And boom, core is gutted. Now I just have to hope that my queen is going to go the right way and that she will go in towards the town hall. It took a little bit of time, but eventually my queen decided to do the right thing. She goes in, she takes down the town hall, and then I start looking at what I've got. And I've got a ton of witches still awake, still awake, still alive. And somehow I got both of the scatter shots down in all of that chaos that was going on. My, my ice golem froze up one of them, and the king was eventually able to get in to bust through some walls and get to the other, to the other scatter shot and took it down. And guys, I got myself a 12v13 triple. And it wasn't even a super rushed 13. It had a couple rushed walls, but not really that many. So I was pretty happy. I got myself a 12v13 triple. Took a couple screenshots. I'm posting it up in the Discord server like, yeah, check it out. Catfish and, and Zap Witch is OP. Cool, cool, cool. Well, then Rick, Rick responds. And he sends a link back to Reddit. Trample Damage had just posted a video. Now, Rick, one of his accounts, is in one of Trample Damage's clans. And Trample Damage did a video talking about how in CWL, we all know there's no matchmaking, and that means that the matchups can be really weird sometimes, and can be really unfair a lot of the times. And that sometimes the best thing you can do is to try to go for a reach two-star. And how you should go about that carefully. You should make your plan and you should go in and, and get these two stars for your clan so that the people uh, can can maybe drop down a little bit lower. Other people can drop down lower and, and get the triples, right? And Rick says that that got posted right about the same time, shortly after Rick went in to do a 13v14 hit 
and ended up with a one star. And he's like, all right, trample damage. I know that you're just trying to troll me there. And he wasn't, he didn't, hadn't even looked at it, but Rick felt like that was an, an epic troll. That is right after he had a, a fail that trample damage does this video. Then I post screenshots of my 12 V 13, three star, and then tip dog on his YouTube channel. Hey, if you haven't checked out tip dogs, YouTube channel, go check him out. He's trying to do some short, shorter stuff. Kind of like what trample damage has been doing. And he's got some cool tips that he's been putting up there on YouTube. But he puts out a thing about how he was able to do a reach triple. Now, his was against a, a rushed, a slightly rushed base, but he was reaching up two town hall levels and came up with a triple. So I'm on Reddit, and I'm trolling Rick, right? I'm posting screenshots of my things, and I'm posting, I'm sharing links to tips to tips video up under Trample Damage's video and just tagging Rick and laughing, ha-ha, it's all funny. Well... Then that next war with my Town Hall 12, I've got to do pretty much the same thing. Uh, there's a, The only thing left to hit is Town Hall 14s. I copied Trample Damage's army, the thing that he had in his video. I copied that and was like, all right, I'm going to go in and do my 12v14 hit, get my two-star, and it's going to be awesome. And, um, yeah, that's, that, that's not what happened. Uh... I was making fun of Rick because he was making fun of himself for getting a one star uh, in a 13v14 hit. And here I am, I'm going 12v14. Wasn't, wasn't you know, a max 14, but still, I should be able to get the two star pretty easily. And I've got this plan because it was a similar base to what Trample Damage attacks. So let me just copy his army, make a couple little tweaks. I'm going to send this thing in there. Boom, let's go. Let's knock out this double. And I'm feeling pretty good about myself because I came off that 12v13 triple just the night before. Send everything in. It's looking, it's looking, it's looking terrible. Nothing is going where it's supposed to. I miscalculated a bunch of drops. I fat fingered everything. I'm supposed to be dropping ice golems and I'm dropping loons. I'm supposed to be dropping loons and instead I'm dropping healers. And I got a, I, I got a, like a 30% zero star. Yeah. So I set out to troll Rick just a little bit, right? Give him just a little bit of a hard time because he and, and Tribe of Judah have been coming at me pretty hard. And that's fine. That's what this is all about. You know, we have fun. We we, we, we poke fun at each other and, and we just have fun doing it. And so I set out to troll uh, Rick a little bit and I got the most epic troll and absolutely failed. It looked like, yeah, I, I look like a two-year-old got a hold of my phone and did my attack. No, I take that back. The two-year-old would have done better. That absolutely would have done better. I should have had my dog do the attack for me. She probably could have done better. So, Rick, my man, my apologies for that little bit of trolling I was doing to you. Um, and it came back to bite me and my clan in the butt because I ended up failing and failing hard. So, yeah, sometimes those reach attacks can be difficult. But... The point of all that still remains that sometimes in CWL, you need to be able to attack up one or two town hall levels and go for those stars. Get as many as you possibly can. Try to get the safe two star. I probably should not have copied Trample Damage's army. I said it was a similar base, but not similar enough, apparently. So I should have, I probably should have just done some E-Drag stuff and then done like a safe loon with a bunch of sneaky gobs in it. And sent that that uh, that not safe loom, safe blimp, 
and then sent the blimp into the town hall because it was one of the, the centralized town halls. And that's just what you should do, right? You just send that blimp in there, put a put a hound down, uh, put your well, actually you put you know you, you drop your warden, send a hound, send the blimp, warden tome, maybe a freeze if you've got to worry about a, 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 an air sweeper, and then a rage when it gets in the middle, and just actually with a whole bunch of sneaky guys you don't have to have the rage. But that's what I should have done, and I didn't, and it came back to bite me in the butt. So that's what's going on with CWL. One day I get a, a 12v13 triple, the next day I get a, a 12v14 zero star, so now I just suck. <laughs> but it looks like both of our clans are probably going to stay right in the middle of the pack and finish finish there. Uh, we're not looking to promote right now. We've just got so many people that are out missing that. We're just going to try to stay where we are. Now, Peter, when Peter sent his shout out to me on Twitter... He said he loved how enthusiastic, or I forget which word it was he went that he used, but that I was about the clan capital. Well, I mean, it's you made a time in traffic, eight minutes. okay, eight minutes in traffic. That'll work. It's not that I'm overly enthusiastic about the clan capital. I like it. It's the new toy. So yeah, I'm like I'm playing with it. We're having fun, and every week I think something new. Right? We came up with this big plan on what we were going to upgrade about how we've got a couple guys who love to do base building and that they're going in and coming up with a plan on here's the things that we need to upgrade next and you know what i, I kind of had an epiphany this week and it was on two things on both the offense and the defensive front uh something that peter said lined up with something that i heard the guys who were on the clash tips podcast that were talking about they're maxed out Builder, not Builder Hall, they're maxed out, Clan Capital, and something that I had been messing around with as, as I'm doing my Clan Capital raids, and that is that the Stinking Sneaky Archers are the OP troop when it comes to the Clan Capital. The, those and Rage Spells. Peter's already talked about it on, uh, on Pineapples and Thorns, so we don't need to go into all of the details about that, but I, we all kind of had that same thought right about the same time. I... Was, I was out working in my yard this weekend and was listening to Pineapples and Thorns as I'm working in the yard. And in between doing yard work, I'm sitting down doing a couple clan capital raids and I've got my raid spells and my sneaky archers and I'm list, I'm doing a raid sitting in my backyard underneath a tree and I'm listening to Peter talk about how sneaky archers and raid spells are really the only thing you need. And I, I could not agree more. Uh, we... we have been through the giant and swizz thing but that only lasts for so long because once you get up to where you've got like the blast bows and, and things when you get up into capitol hall five or six or whatever then those just the swizz don't have enough enough hp to last so they're not not good for much the the rocket looms were op for a long time but even still we have fewer time fails with them but doggone it the sneaky archers so that's my my epiphany when it comes to offense sneaky archers and battle rams are about the only thing that i used this whole weekend sometimes i use that to set up for my clan mates sometimes i went in there and just took down a, a, a capital peak by myself now last week i mentioned this whole it's not it's kind of like the far more alliance version of capital peak where you're just putting out easy bases because the other epiphany Right? Def defense doesn't matter. Defense doesn't matter. Defense doesn't matter. 
at most you're getting 10% of your raid medals from defense and only one defense counts. So after that first defense where it takes 20 or so attacks to get through your whole thing, just put out an easy base. We ran into the first one of those clans and it was cool because these, this, this clan used their wall segments and like the trees that they can move around to show you where the bombs were <laughs> had arrows pointing and, and all this. It was like, I was like, I wonder what that is. Oh, that's where all the bombs are. Okay. Got it. These guys had everything laid out nicely so that we could just wreck the whole base and get a bunch of capital gold from them really easily. So that is starting to become a thing and, and we're getting more and more traction with that. I've seen on Reddit and I actually had some conversations on Twitter too with some folks because they were asking for, you know, given ideas for how to set up your bases better for defense. I'm like, why? It doesn't matter. Well, if defense doesn't matter, then the whole plan, the whole plan for upgrading goes out the window. Um, so Jesse and Benjo, if you guys are listening, you guys have been putting a bunch of effort into the things that we've been upgrading. And I've, I've tried to get the clan to follow along with what you're doing. Um, let me tell you, once we determine the defense doesn't matter, that plan doesn't matter either. Uh, th- what I did, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't tell you this, but what I decided to do was I just went through every one of the districts and found the cheapest thing to upgrade, and I upgraded it. Most of the time, it was like the log traps, the zap traps, the bombs. We're talking the things that are two and 3,000 gold to upgrade, and I did those because we needed to get like 30 or 40 some more upgrades to be able to upgrade our capital peak to level seven. And I thought, you know what, if defense doesn't matter, might as well go for offense, which means upgrading the capital hall. I did all the stupid cheap things. I did all the little bombs. I did all the little traps at two and 3000 a pop. And then I started the capital peak. So yeah, that's how that happened. Don't know if I should have admitted that live on the air, but that's what happened. And guys, if you want to upgrade, if you want to unlock the new stuff, do that because it doesn't matter what you have on defense. It doesn't matter what your setup is. It doesn't matter how upgraded your stuff is. You're going to get about the same number of raid medals from defense as if you spent all of that time and effort to upgrade all of the walls and all of the major defenses. It doesn't matter until I wonder if we're going to get a quality of life change that adjusts the defense. If that happens, then what I'm saying right here is going to come back to bite me. And it usually does, right? My whole trolling the brick came back to bite me. My predictions on when things are going to come out in Clash of Clans as far as updates, those have all come back to bite me. So because I'm doing this and because I'm saying it, we're probably going to get a quality of life update here pretty soon that rebalances defense. And we're all going to be screwed because we listen to Catfish. So I'm sorry. But if we look at the state of the game as it is right now, that's where we're at. So why not just upgrade all of the cheapest things? That way you can unlock more of the toys on offense. If you have a clan family, I might suggest doing that on one of them and then doing a more balanced approach on another so that you have one that's got all of the cool stuff and you see how you do on that one. And then you've got another one that has more of a balanced approach and see which which one you have more fun doing. Do one raid weekend in one clan, do the next raid weekend another. It's not like CWL where you got to wait a month. It's just you got to wait like four days before the next raid weekend starts. And then you can just hop to a different clan and go in and do it. Right? 
So what's what's the drawback of just doing all the cheap things? So that's my plan. That's my suggestion. If you want to get all of the fun toys, just upgrade the cheap stuff. Now, that capital peak, moving it up to level 7, is expensive. Uh, I started ours, I think it was on Saturday, and said, hey guys, we're up to capital peak now, so we can just th start throwing gold into that. And by the end of the raid weekend, we, I think, we weren't even a quarter of the way done it, it upgrading that thing. It takes a lot of capital gold to go from level 6 to level 7. So it's going to be a little bit. I don't know if by next week I'll be capital on level 7 or not. Unless some whales want to hop on over to Knight Zion and drop in a bunch of capital gold, uh, that would be lovely. But that's, that's where we're at with that, guys. We're, we're moving up towards Capital Hall Level 7. Uh, I'm upgrading just cheap things, and we're going to have fun playing with all the new toys on offense. Can't wait to unlock that Mountain Golem and watch it just absolutely bust through everybody's Level 1 walls that you could just bust through with a, one of those Barbarian cart things. Huh, okay. Well, maybe I don't need the Mountain Golems. But still, we're still going to unlock them and see what happens. All right, guys. I think that's about it for Clash of Clans. We've got CWL, we've got Raid Weekend stuff, and we're going to have some more speculation about when updates come. Again, like I said last week, I think we've got one more update for Town Hall 14. When's that going to happen? Don't know. It's historically been June. Uh, Supercell usually takes a, a good portion of the month of July off. But we also know that we're probably going to have that update not in the middle of the the massive the massive thing that they're going to have in the middle of the summer for the World Championship stuff. Who knows what's going to happen? But we know that they have said in the past, because they did the Town Hall 13 update in the middle of the World Championship and went, oops, our, we're sorry, our bad, we're not going to do that again. Move the championships out of December into September so that opens up the door for having an early October update with a Town Hall 15. And that's, again, that's still my guess. I think it's probably going to be, you know, this year, Darian's birthday is in October. I believe it's on a Tuesday. Maybe it was a Wednesday this month. I don't remember the, the date right off the top of my head. But, you know, the Town Hall 15 update on Darian's birthday, I mean, they might do that, right? No, that, it's probably still going to be on that Monday. But... I'm looking at October still, early October for when we get that next update. What What's it going to be? have no clue. So let's look forward to some more speculation on what the summer update has in store for us. And let's have some fun out there. Don't forget to get out there on Twitter and use a hashtag COC Community Unity and thank somebody for something that they've done. If you don't necessarily want to do it on Twitter and you'd like to have one of your clanmates get a spotlight, reach out to Bad Stag Gaming. Send him your clanmate's name. Maybe he'll hop on over into your clan and do a video in your clan about your totally awesome clanmates. And they will be uber famous. And from that point on, everybody will want to be with them because Bad Stag did a highlight video of them. So reach out to him if you want to have your clanmate highlighted on one of his videos and be sure that you're out there just supporting supporting the community in everything that they do highlight the good things that have been going on and i cannot wait to see where this hashtag ends up getting this week 
if I did not give you a shout out this week. It doesn't mean I don't love you. It just means that we're only seven days in the week. And I tried to, the first day or two, I did two a day. And now I'm, I'm backing off to just like one a day. But don't worry. I, I didn't want this to just be my friends in the podcast community. That's why I've highlighted a couple guys that I have just seen out there. Like Bad Stag's not in, in the podcast community. Uh, Master on Clash is a guy that's not in the podcast community. He's just somebody that I have chatted with on Reddit and Twitter and YouTube. So uh, it's not just supposed to be my friends here in podcasts. But don't worry. All you guys that I know on, on Twitter, you're going to get your shout-outs. But find somebody that has done something cool, give them a shout out, thank them for the things that they've done, and let's promote this awesome community that we have. That's going to be it, guys. Thank you for riding along with me today and listening to me just ramble on and on about all of the craziness that's going on in my life. I had plans to tell you all some extra stories about some, you know, just getting to know catfish things. And uh, I think I've run out of time. I'm I'm still looking at 48 minutes right now, going on 49 minutes. And I don't think we're going to have time to start those. So until next week, I hope that y'all are staying safe and having some fun while you're out there playing in traffic. Bye for now.